baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. We are joined first by State Senator Sean Ryan. And uh, Senator, thanks for joining us. Sorry about the mishap last week. Oh, that's okay. Uh, These things happen, but I'm happy to be on with you today, Joe. Now, two weeks ago, you announced uh, your four-step plan uh, for affordable housing in the city of Buffalo. Explain that plan to our listeners. We all know we've had uh, housing problems in Buffalo's over the year. Uh, Buffalo's housing stock, oldest in the nation. Uh, We need some new housing. You're hearing now Buffalo's got a hot housing market. Um, But Time Magazine looks at it a different way, and they say Buffalo got a hot housing market because their housing supply is the second worst of the 100 largest U.S. metro areas. The market's not in new houses uh, into, into our communities, and this demand creates a big a clog. So we need to figure out how we can put this together and make it so you know, the city of Buffalo is not just a city of good neighbors, but city of good neighborhoods. So, you know, we in the city of Buffalo had a lot of vacant lots. We have over 13,000 residential lots. Uh, we need to focus on infill housing uh, to get new starter homes on the market. But so much of our current Housing policy is based on the New York City model, the scarcity of land. If you can get a few lots to build a you know, multiple unit big building, but those kind of programs in Buffalo, they don't really don't move the needle much on reef infilling some, some of the vacant a lot. So the big part of the plan is this revitalization and rebuilding uh, of homes. If we hit these numbers, we're going to be able to produce a tremendous amount of property tax revenue uh, for the city and for, for the county, um, about $12 million extra dollars a year. So step one is new, new infill housing, and you know, that's the first step. So that new housing, you, you talk about the, the empty lots, but what about some of the houses that just aren't able to be moved in? Are, are those houses that need to be torn down covered by this plan as well? Well, there's the thing. So we've done a lot of demos over the last 20 years got a little over aggressive with our demolitions uh, because we narrowed our housing supply uh, so tight that when our city and county population grew by just a small amount in the last decade, suddenly we have this housing uh, pressure. So we discovered that there's a lot of units in Buffalo. So think uh, upper unit uh, from a you know, grandmother who owns the double can't afford to put a new heating system in or can't afford to fix some of the plaster that was damaged by uh, a roof leak. So the second part of the plan is to try to put more high-quality rental stock on the market. So it would be a plan that would prioritize empty units that, that aren't, being, aren't being used. And we could put those on the markets uh, fast. Uh, we could think, where our math shows we could put 1,500 new units uh, on, the, on the market. And 
we would give landlords grants, and in return, they would agree to keep the properties up, but also rent them uh, at an affordable rate. That is much cheaper than building new multifamily uh, apartment uh, units. So we've got the existing units. Everyone sort of knows the story of somebody's relative who has a double that they don't rent anymore. We've got to get those houses back on the market. So an incentive to get empty space rented. And what would be the scale uh, of affordable rental uh, that would keep that these grants would keep the renting the, the monthly rent at? So we want to be able to keep the rents affordable for the neighborhood. So we'll look at, the, at what the rent currently is in the neighborhood and try to keep it you know, at that amount. But generally, you know, in Buffalo, that's between like 800 and, and 1200 for a one or, or two bedroom. But you know, I'm thinking of it as a very neighborhood-based plan. So if houses off of Seneca Street in South Buffalo, if the average double rents for X dollars, that's what we want to you know, keep it at. We don't want to go look at a countywide scale. We want to look at a neighborhood-wide scale because most people want to stay in their own neighborhoods, and we want to make that affordable. But in terms of saving dollars, it's so much more efficient to rehab existing units than to go build new ones. And, and I'm not talking gut rehab. I'm talking, you know, undercapitalized landlords who just can't afford the fifty or seventy-five thousand dollars that's necessary to get apartment up to snuff and to get it back on the rental market. You also talk about in your plan, energy efficiency and, and keeping energy bills down. Uh, how will this plan address that? Yeah, that, 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 that's a good one. So, you know, we realize that a lot of evictions in Buffalo because of high, insul- high uh, heating costs and a lot of people can't afford to buy a house because you know, in Buffalo, you don't just look at the rent or you don't just look at your monthly payment for your mortgage and interest so you've got that surprise four months of the year you're paying hundreds of dollars more in utility bills but this goes back to our old housing stock so the modern energy codes were developed in the 80s and all of buffalo's housing was built out way before them i live in a house that's over a hundred years old so we need to do a utility scale insulation just make it our responsibility to get our homes insulated. It'll drive down the cost of rentals and home ownership. It'll also help us reduce our carbon. Right now, we waste a lot of energy in Buffalo because it's not uncommon in Buffalo. If you if you put a hole in a plaster, you're going to see your two by four, and then you're going to see the outside of the house. Like there's no insulation at all. So. We have to work, get our homes insulated. Most of the current plans are super complicated. You're probably eligible for an insulation grant. I'm probably eligible for a grant. They don't really work that well because they're they're not consumer friendly. You have to get a lot of estimates. You have to put the money up first. You have anxiety that it's not going to come back. We just need to make it. So if you're a National Grid customer or a National Fuel customer, just like they come knock on your door and say, we're here to change your meter. We want them to come knock on your door and say, we're here to insulate uh, your homes. That cost could be amortized out over 30 or 40 years you know, to all the rate payers and essentially uh, disappears uh, into the rate. But it makes it so we don't have to build new electric generating facilities because we're using less energy. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. And then you also talk about um, addressing homelessness and how it is cheaper to keep people in their homes than uh, rent out hotels and motels to house uh, people who have lost their housing. What is the current way things are done in New York State, and how would your plan change it? Yeah, that, that, that's, uh, that's, a, that's another good issue. So for a long time in Buffalo, if, if you got evicted and you fell behind on your rent, you would agree to leave because you could walk down the street and get another apartment. Now that the supply of apartments is, is evaporating, suddenly if you get, get evicted, you're going to find yourself doubling up with a relative or, worst case scenario, living in a shelter or a hotel. It costs about $14,000 to keep somebody in a shelter system. We did the research in Buffalo City Court and we found out that the average person is getting evicted for $1,200. So it's dollars and cents smart to help somebody with their $1,200 rental bill as opposed to taxpayers footing a bill for $14,000 to keep people in a shelter. We have programs that exist already. We, we sort of bog them down with a lot of restrictions. Like, well, you can't apply for this money if you've gotten it in the last five years. Uh, you can't apply for this money unless you have, like, a different job prospect uh, looking at you in the future. All those things have made it so we actually send money back in Erie County that could be used to prevent homelessness, but we've just put too many rules attached to it. So we want to streamline that program, make it more like the HEAP program, where if you're qualified for heating assistance, get the heating assistance. So no one looks if you have applied in the last year or not. So we need to just take more of a dollars and cents approach. The cheapest way to take care of people's housing needs is to keep them in uh, their, their, their current uh, apartment. Right now, because uh, the shelters are filling up in Erie County, you have people staying in hotels and in Hamburg and in the northern suburbs, far from the kids' schools, far from people's jobs. It really doesn't help people get out of their bind. It almost digs them uh, deeper uh, into the hole. Because if you just think about transportation costs for a child from Buffalo who's in a hotel in Hamburg needs to get into school every day. Now, this is why the, the cost of Keeping people in their houses is a way better deal. You know, we also found out through our research that 90% of the people evicted in Buffalo are evicted because they simply can't pay their rent. It's not because the landlord wants to kick them out and charge more rent. It's not because gentrifiers are moving in. It's simply because people had some hiccup in their life, a medical bill, their hours got cut at work, somebody got sick in their house, and you, know, you get behind and really tough to catch up. 
State Senator, you mentioned transportation, and the first time you and I spoke was on this show a few years ago, and it was talking about the 198, the Skajakuta, and I believe it was you and Congressman Higgins were talking about a plan to remove the 198 and bring the park back together. Uh, I want to know, is that plan still in the works, and how does that differ from the current plan to put a cap on the 33? Do you agree with that plan, and should the 33 also be removed, um, the expressway be removed, and the neighborhood brought back together. So we had a lot of fits and starts in the 198 plan. The State Department of Transportation kept coming back with plans that the community rejected. So just before COVID, uh, Congressman Higgins, myself, and some others went to the Department of Transportation and said, you're going to keep beating your head against the wall. Like, you can't really figure this out. Um, and, you know, they agreed because they build highways. They generally don't skinny them down. So we work closely with the Greater Buffalo uh, Regional uh, – well, how do you say that again, Joe? E-N-B-R-T-C, Greater Buffalo Niagara Falls Regional Transportation Council. And they spent you know, about two years interviewing citizens – talking about what people want the 198 to be. And they came up uh, with, a, with a really good plan called Region Central. And it looks about how people get from different parts of the city, how people can get the jobs. And they found that the 198 was actually a, a hindrance to, to getting around. And it was a hindrance for people getting to jobs and in addition to what we know, right, which is that cut off neighborhoods from each other. It, it cut off universities from their surrounding areas. It split our parks in half. So that plan has been submitted back to the Department of Transportation. Um, this is the first time in over 20 years of looking at 198 that the community has come together on a plan. That plan is back with the department now, and we hope to head towards a, a design. Uh, that whole community process was wrapped up, and the final report came out late summer, early fall. So we think that we're on track with that plan. And we'll restore a parkway through Delaware Park. Um, it'll make it so that different parts of Black Rock don't have a large off-ramp coming through a substantial uh, part of their neighborhoods. It'll make it so the people in the Hamlin Park neighborhood now have a parkway and behind their houses, and it'll, it'll allow it so some of the streets in that neighborhood behind Sisters Hospital were you know cut off. We're going to be able to link it all back together. So we're really proud of the work that we've been able to do, New York State, in conjunction with some of the transportation planners various aspects of our community led by the Skijakwada Coalition, and that includes everything from neighborhood groups to uh, Buffalo State College, uh, you know, Madai, Canisius, the Art Museum, the History Museum, Black Rock neighborhoods. So we're really excited uh, about going forward. Most importantly, uh, the community is behind this plan, and we hope to get it into, into a hard design during this calendar year.
see, that seems a little different than over on the 33, because it seems that the public opinion of the people in the in the area of where the project would be, uh, it, it's very split. Now, would you like to see a similar project done to the 33 to what is being done at the 198 instead of the proposed cap? Here, here's what I know is when you and I first started talking about the 198, the community was not joined on a solution. Uh, we would have community forums, 100 people would come, and half the room would disagree with the other half of the room. And it, it just wasn't going well. It was only when we stopped and really looked in depth at all the potential alternatives that we were able to finally you know, come, come together. So we had a fractured community. We had much of what you're seeing now. Um, and the Kensington uh, debate by slowing it down and really allowing every aspect of the community uh, to be heard and to be listened to. We have a plan with unity now, but really does. It feels like five years ago when I read the paper about the Kensington slash 33. So, you know, I I hope that the Department of Transportation, that the, the community groups, that the stakeholders under 33, will listen to each other and will really have the humility to, to not be stuck on one plan, but to actually listen to experts, listen to what the community wants. Because if you don't start, if you start these projects by saying, we have to move cars as fast as possible, you're not going to have the community with you. You need to start these projects by listening to the community to say, what do you want to happen when this project is over? What are your expectations? Um, and we found by doing that, with the 198 uh project, that we were able to get a community consensus. And you know, w- without the G and RTC, a lot of this uh, wouldn't have happened. So I really thank them uh, for their work. But these are once-in-a-lifetime projects. So if we get this kajakwit wrong, someone's going to come back and say, we'll give you a redo. We're making sure that this money we're spending is really going to be something that, that impacts our neighborhoods, improves our economy, and improves uh, health outcomes. Final question, Senator, and you might get upset, but I have to ask this one. Uh, Mayor of Buffalo, is that a job you are interested in? Right now, I'm really concentrated on serving the people of Western New York uh, in, in the Senate. You know, we just put together this big housing plan. We've been working on the 33 uh, for a while. We're also working on trying to restore the Skajakwita Creek. Um, so I've got my hands full at the state level uh, right now. Uh, we have uh, a mayor of Buffalo. He, uh, he's only halfway through his term. Um, so, you know, right now I'm concentrated on, on the state, but never say never. All right. State Senator Sean Ryan, again, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Great talking to you. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 